Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Look at verse 17. So that the man of God, you, woman of God, may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Remember, Paul congratulated the believers at Thessalonica because the Word of God was at work in them. It was evident that God was changing them. They were living examples of God's Word, being salt and light in the world. The lack of proper biblical knowledge among Christians is terrible these days. There are people who call themselves followers of Christ who believe that he sinned or that he had an intimate relationship with Mary Magdalene. Outrageous! Pastor Mark will be teaching about the critical need for you as a Christ follower to know exactly what and who it is you're following. You'll hear what the Bible has to say about how God's people find out God's viewpoints on things in their lives. You'll find that as you discover how God wants you to live, that you'll have a more fulfilling and peace-filled life. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 as he continues his message, God's Word is at work in those who believe. I have a personal relationship with Jesus. So there has to be honesty. And that's what Paul's saying. You have to walk worthy of him. It was very evident whose disciples these people were. They were disciples of Jesus Christ. Now, look at verse 13. And we also thank God continually, because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it, Not as the word of men, but as it actually is the word of God. Now, here's what I want you to underline, if you underline in your Bible, which is at work in you who believe. So Paul, as he loves to do, he's given an encouragement, a comforting word. He thanks them. And he focuses on the good things they had done. Their lives had changed. Remember, Timothy was there, and he wrote this letter. He actually went back and saw Paul and said, these guys are doing amazing things. And no doubt the first time that Paul ever walked in. Remember, there was no Bible. There was the Old Testament, but they might have had some scrolls. But there really wasn't the New Testament. Of course, Paul's writing it. And when they walked in, the first time they heard Paul teach, they knew it was not his words. It was the words of man. No, it was the word of God. And Paul says, all the things that changing in your life came because you put your faith in what God's word said. You received God's truth. Sometimes we forget the simplicity 
of doctrine. The Bible is not man's words, but God's words. Actually, when you look at the Bible, it's the mind of God. It's how he thinks. Look at what Paul writes in Corinth. When we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit. Let me just stop there. Who wrote the Bible? The Holy Spirit did. The Holy Spirit did. And he then impressed upon people, humans, to write it just as he said. So notice again. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit, by the Holy Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truth. You see, every Christ follower needs God's wisdom because there's only one person in the universe that's all-knowing, and it is not in any of these rooms. (laughs) It's God. He's all-knowing. He's all-powerful. He's everywhere at the same time. No person in this room on the planet even was ever designed to direct their own lives. You don't have the wisdom for that. It's impossible for that. God gave us his word so people could do life right. If you're not in the word, if you're not a Christian, you will never do life right. It will always end up a disaster. Oh, there'll be some fun. There'll be some success along the way, but nothing spiritually. And you'll be empty, lonely, guilty, and it just doesn't work. But that's the way God designed it. This is huge for you to understand. Unbelievers that don't have a relationship with God all over the world say this often. We do not know what to do. But look what a Christian says. This is from God. This is his word. Look what a Christian says. Only believers say it like this. Say it with me. Is there any difference between A and B? Yeah, God, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you, God. See, an unbeliever never puts God in the sequence. Now, how foolish is that? The most wise person in the world, they don't even go there. Think of this promise from God. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path guarantee you that in the next week or two, or maybe the month, I don't really know, you're going to say, God, I don't know what to do. I really don't know what to do. Because life is made with what? Decisions, 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 decisions. Some of you are here, and you have some decisions. Let's just pray for a second. Father, you promised us You'd show us the path. You'd show us the light for our next steps. We don't really know what to do, God, but we're acknowledging who you are. You're our master. You're our Lord. You have all wisdom. You absolutely have a plan for our life. And we don't want our own plan. We want your plan. So, God, for those people who are struggling with that right now, and, of course, all of us will have to make decisions in the future. What do I do, God? What do I do? No, We put our eyes on you this morning, and we do that through prayer. Would you give peace and clear direction 
to everybody today that's searching. And maybe it'll come up this week or next week. It doesn't matter. That's the same principle, God. We go back to you because we love you. We're your kids, and we need your wise words. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, Pastor Mark, that is like in the middle of the sermon. Good. Anybody need that? Yeah, exactly. That's God speaking to us. Now, one of the great authors for many, many years is this. Well, I get this quote from him. When we open the Bible, it's like God opens his mouth. Don't you like that? That's exactly right. When we open the Bible, it's like God opens his mouth. Now, what do you think about the Bible? Proverbs 30, verse 5 says this. Every word of God is flawless. See, when you look at that Bible, it's all true. It can be trusted. The Bible also tells us this. God cannot lie. He cannot lie. So the Bible is relevant. It's powerful. It's useful. That's why Satan is always attacking the word of God. Because he's a liar. He always lies. He can't tell the truth. God's word is all true. Now, notice what Paul just said back there. He said, the word is alive and at work in you. Let me give you a little example here. This is from my old pharmacy days. Anybody want to take the medicine? (laughs) Yeah, no. It was just a sample. It wasn't medicine. It was just some kind of a crazy drug that they were fooling with. Now, let me ask you a question. You have a headache, and you take a Tylenol, acetaminophen, whatever you want to call it, take an aspirin or whatever. What happens when you take that medicine? What does it do? Does it go into you? Yeah, doesn't do any good looking on the shelf. I got a headache. I think I'll look at this for a while. <laughs> El stupido. <laughs> no, you take it. And what does it do when it gets inside? It's at work. Remember, what did Paul just say? Because you believe the Bible by faith, it's at work in you. So what does Tylenol do? What is that? Your blood pressure pill, your cholesterol pill. What does it do? It's at work in who? In you. But you have to take it. You have to be in the word. And it affects you. And if it's the right medicine, what's it do to your headache? The headache is what? Gone. It's gone. That's why you take it. Do you understand what I'm trying to say to you? Paul says, the word of God, because you believe it, it's at work in you. It's changing you. That's the key. That medicine changes you. That's the purpose of God's word, to build us up, to make us more like Jesus. Now, God's word is at work in me, and it's changing me to be more like Jesus. It's not about a headache. It's about me having the character of Jesus. Now, Paul wrote, and if you want to, you can turn to 2 Timothy chapter 3. I'll read the verses for those of you that don't want to turn there. That's fine. Paul wrote to Timothy. It was his young protege. And he told him how powerful the word is. And I'm going to give you five things 
That's why I want you to turn there. If you want to do it later, you can do it. Five keys how the Bible works in us. Here we go. 2 Timothy 3.15. And how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures. He was saying, Timothy, you knew this since you were a child. Which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, only one way, in Christ Jesus. So here's the first thing to write. When I'm told about the Bible, and I know nothing about salvation, as these people in the early church did there, they didn't understand salvation. They didn't understand being born again. They didn't know anything about that. The Jews and the, these Romans, the Greek people, they didn't believe in God. So how to be born again spiritually? Now, mankind learns through the Bible the way of salvation. Knowledge of the word, when mixed with faith, produces salvation. There's no question in my mind that when Paul got there, number one, they didn't know about Jesus, so he told them about Jesus. He said, you were born sinners. You can't get rid of your sin. Everybody's born a sinner. But Jesus came and took your sins, and he paid for your sins on the cross. It's a gift, but you have to confess. You have to repent. You have to put your faith in him, and God will give you a brand new start. Well, they had never heard that in all their life. But that came from salvation, how to be born again spiritually. Everything I just quoted to you is scripture after scripture after scripture. Many of those scriptures from the Apostle Paul. All of us are sinner. Put your faith in Jesus Christ. Boom, 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 boom. Now look at verse 16. All scripture is God-breathed. Holy Spirit again. And is useful, watch this, for teaching rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Now, what does that look like? Let's break them down. Here we go. Teaching, or we would call maybe doctrine, beliefs that we believe. And those beliefs would be like, if I turn to the Bible, I learn who God is, who man is, what sin is. We just talked about what salvation is, how to do a family, what is life, How does that compare with death? What is heaven? What is hell? And what does the future look like? Where will I be? See, if you don't go to the Bible, if what you have is this, this is why we have false teaching all through the world. If you go to many of the Mideast countries, they're just going to come back again and again and again until they get it right. How many know that'll never happen? You don't come back again. Say they don't have the truth. They don't know. It's appointed on a man once to die, and that's it, judgment. They have no clue. And that's what Paul is saying to Timothy. Timothy, it's not complicated. Teach the doctrine. What is right? And what is right comes from this Bible. That's why you have it in your hand. That's why you have it on your iPad or your smartphone. Now, the next one is this. Reproof. What is not right, stop doing that. See, rebuking or reproof is kind of a conviction that the Holy Spirit will look at you and go, come on now, come on, that's not right. Don't do that. And very often we hear it from here, from the scripture, do not lie. Don't put anybody above God. Don't commit adultery. We see all of that from there. 
don't murder. Hello. We see it right there in the scriptures. And if I don't have this, I don't know how to raise a family. I don't know how to get to heaven. I don't even know what heaven is. What do you mean there's a hell? Are you crazy? We don't know any of that. Understand how we would be. We'd be totally lost. That's why we take the gospel everywhere. Because people are totally confused. They think their wisdom matches God's wisdom. Sorry. Doesn't even come close. So, reproof. What is not right? Stop doing that. Stop doing that. That's correction. We need that, or it leads to correction. Here it is. Correction number four, how to get right. I'm so glad that the Bible doesn't say, stop doing that. Okay, I will. Can I get restored? No, you're done. Anybody here glad for God's grace? Hello. Stop doing that. Okay. His grace is greater than my sin. Amen. Don't ever let the enemy say, oh, you've done that twice. Remember, uh, a few weeks ago, you said you'd never do that again. Liar, liar, pants on fire. <laughs> you just say that to Satan. Sorry. Don't bring stuff to my mind. Think about where you're going. I'm just joking. Don't talk to Satan. Just say you liar and move on. Amen. There's grace. God's grace is greater than your sin. Maybe you're here today and feel like you're a failure. Forget it. Come back to God. His grace is available for all of us. If it wasn't, there's nobody here, and I'm not teaching. (laughs) We're all gone. We're done without God's grace. The last one is simply this. Instruction. How to stay right. See, if you make yourself kind of absent from the word... You'll never get those five things I just gave to you. They'll be in the background of your mind. You remember what Jesus said one day? Man doesn't live on physical bread alone, but every word that comes from the Bible. That's why we challenge you when you come to our campuses, bring a Bible with you or your smartphone or something so you can read it. Don't ever trust me. Match my words Against God's words. You can't trust people. I don't mean that in the wrong way. Pastor Mark, are you a bank robber or something or what? No, but I'm imperfect just like you. Quit laughing at me. But I, remember, I teach God's word, not my wisdom. I've learned that a long time ago. Our wisdom is actually foolishness with God. God says, really? You want to make me laugh? Tell me what you think you're going to do. Okay, God laughs like crazy. So understand, you have to have a Bible in front of you. You have to make sure that I am, any pastor here, any church, is teaching the Word of God. How to stay right. That's actually training in the sense of encouraging and building up. Guess what I'm trying to do? Encouraging you. Building you up. Sometimes I say a word, a challenge. Why don't you ever bring your Bible? Why do you just look at me? I know I'm good looking, but that's crazy. Well, that was a funny joke, too. So, Now, what is the purpose of all those five things? Look at verse 17. So that the man of God, you, woman of God, may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. 
Remember, Paul congratulated the believers at Thessalonica because the word of God was at work in them. It was evident that God was changing them. They were living examples of God's word, being salt and light in the world. They were absolutely changed. I just want to say this to you from the bottom of my heart. Like Paul, thank you. Because over the years, I've watched so many of you and all other pastors the same way. You're allowing the word to work in your life. I'm proud of you. Watching you become more like Jesus and impacting your world with the gospel, there's nothing better for a pastor when he's teaching God's words to watch you change like it. Again, I don't expect you to be perfect because I could never be. But to watch you grow, it's a very, very heartful thing for me and for all of our pastors. Thank you for letting God's word work in you. (laughs) Amen? Now, look at verse 13 and 14. There was one more area Paul was thankful for. The word of God which is at work in you who believe. For you, brothers, became imitators of God's churches in Judea, which are in Christ Jesus. You suffered from your own countrymen the same things those churches suffered from the Jews. Here's what Paul says. I'm proud of you because after I left you, your town people who didn't believe in Jesus, they began persecuting you. But you didn't throw away the Bible. You didn't do anything but stand for the truth. Paul said, when I was in Judea, the Jewish people hated Jesus. The Romans hated Jesus. And we suffered there. And they stood strong. I stood strong. He says, I'm proud of you because you stood firm in spite of suffering. Now, why the suffering? It's really always focused on one thing. Look at this last statement. Often suffering comes because of whom we identify with. As a Christian, who do we identify with? Jesus, Christ. That's who we do. Remember what Jesus said? Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you. Let me just make it lighter here. Make fun of you. But don't dilute those words, insult and persecute you. It's coming to America. It's really already here. And falsely say all kinds of things against you because of who? Jesus. Notice that verse. Why the persecution? It's not about God. It's not about religion. It's about the only way to God. His name is Jesus Christ. See, that's what the world hates. They hate it. You can do anything else you want. But when you start saying... There's only one way to heaven. Oh, no way. What kind of garbage is that? There's many ways to heaven. Sorry. God designed it. He's all wise. He sent his son. He paid for it. That's the way you get to heaven. Remember, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. That's Jesus saying himself. And no man comes to the Father. Nobody goes to heaven without having a relationship with me. Today's teaching, Pastor Mark taught that going forward in a meeting, saying a prayer with an unchanged life isn't good enough. You learn that you need to move from simply being saved to being changed. God wants so much more from you, and He created you to do so much more for His kingdom. What it takes to unlock that potential 
is for you to be obedient to Him. We know social media is a big part of everyone's lives, and it's a great way to stay connected with each other. We'd like to add a little bit of joy and Jesus to your Facebook and Twitter pages, so come like and follow us. You'll be able to keep up to date with all the latest information about Pastor Mark, the Ministry of Lessons for Living, and the church behind it, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to connect. That's LessonsForLivingRadio.com. This concludes Pastor Mark's teaching, God's Word is at Work in Those Who Believe. Next time, he'll begin the brand new message, God's Ways and Thoughts Are Best for Us. You'll learn that God's thinking is far superior to yours and that he knows all of eternity from beginning to end. You'll hear from the Apostle Paul about how to stay the course in your Christian walk and get through the hard times. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team, your lessons for living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. in a hurting world a new hope he is given